and gentlemen, welcome to the July 17th edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I uh, am your host, of course, Jake Hughes, and alongside me, the old man. Old man, how the hell are you doing today? I am doing uh, just awesome. Actually, I'm doing really well. You're doing really well. well. I mean, the, the Lions were on a bye this past week, so there wasn't a need to watch football. And yet we still watched most of the games combined. Well, I did. I watched them. I didn't get to watch the double headers, of course, as I mentioned, because I was away doing other stuff, but um, covering other sports. Just so you know, it was about sports. Um, so, but yeah, no, it was a um, exciting week in football. Um, well, crazy week in football. It was one of those weeks week. where anything could have happened. Yeah, three three out of the four games were good. Which is unhurt. Like I mean, this for this year, it's pretty good because we've had some really yawners, boring weeks. Um, <laughs> we've had some yawners. So. Um, yes. Before we jump into it, I want to shout out everyone. If you're listening, please do comment. Uh, let us know where you're listening from. Let us know uh, your thoughts on the CFL, and let us know who do you think should be first in the CFL, the Hughes Sports Power Rankings. Um, Which I had a say in this week, by the way. I uh, this week to... was this week was tough for me because there were so many moving pieces because so much happened this week. Um, it was hard for me to just sit down and objectively put them in order. I had like two teams where I knew where they needed to be, and everyone else I would have accepted arguments for any place. I had three teams where I knew where they needed to be, and everyone else could be placed where I, where they needed to. And contrary to the Smurf Mafia's belief system. We aren't just putting out um, the power rankings because we love to bug the Smurf Mafia. It's actually nope. um, so we. Um, it's a one of those things that's fun to do. It's um, well, it's, it's really a thought exercise because you're yeah. trying to take out your bias. Like again, I'm a, I'm a Lions fan. I want to put the Lions up at the top every single week. Yeah, of course. But I mean, this year, luckily, we've been able to. The last couple of years, really, they should have been up near the top of the league, but. Last year they were good. Yeah, but before that, it was I would have had a hard time putting them in the top five. Yeah, okay, I can't argue. I was going to argue that, but I can't. No, I mean you could argue it, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> I'd be wrong, just like every other uh, time. <laughs> uh, but before we jump into the more CFL talk, let's talk about this big story out of the International Ice Hockey Federation, uh, specifically Hockey Canada, because. According to Sportsnet, and I'm reading the article right here, Nike has permanently ended its sponsorship of Hockey Canada. Uh, so as we know, back in, I believe it was October. Yeah, um, that they uh, October of last year, they announced that they were pausing their uh, sponsorship because of all of the reporting that had come out about the shenaniganery that was Hockey Canada. And now Hockey Canada has completely restructured itself. Um, kudos to them. They have a, a whole new executive board. I was going to say, they, I mean, they didn't just restructure. They, like, they cleaned house. Yep. That's why, this However, is, that's why this is surprising to me. I could see this uh, happening if um, they tried to sweep it under the carpet and ignore it. I've ha I have had dealings with my other hat on with Hockey Canada, and um, their new president literally wants – everybody in the organization to acknowledge the past and move forward knowing um, that they need to do, uh, improve a whole bunch. Yeah. 
Um, which is wild to me because again, everything got paused, completely cleaned house. Yeah. They lost funding from the, if you, if you're an American, you're watching, they lost funding from the government, from every single sponsor because of everything that came out about hiding sexual assault scandals. They were paying people off to keep them quiet. Yes. So um, I want to read the statement that the Nike spokesperson said in an email to Sportsnet, Nike is no longer a sponsor of Hockey Canada. We will continue to provide on-ice product for Hockey Canada athletes as part of our partnership with the International Ice Hockey Federation, but our individual partnership with the Federation has ended. So... No reason um, and this given. Is, no reason given. Um, this was one of the longest partnerships in Hockey Canada history starting in 1999. Um, right? So, I mean, 21 years because if it... I mean, they paused it in 2022. So you get 21 years of a partnership ended. Um, and yeah. this is actually on the heels of Bauer Hockey. Um, the termination of the sponsorship comes one month after another sports equipment manufacturer, Bauer Hockey, returned to sponsor Hockey Canada. Um, after Catherine Henderson uh, was named its new C CEO and president. So it could have been one of those they didn't want Nike back. And Well, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Is it... Um... Are we reading to are we, are we you and I reading too much into this or I mean it's it's funny to me that um our individual partnership with the federation has ended meaning we're not giving them any money but they're still going to wear our clothes. Well yeah because they're partnerships with the IIHF. Right. So oh, the, so they Nike supplies IIHF so they supply Canada the, the US I feel, um, okay. yeah, yeah. all the teams with their jerseys. Um, so is it just a thing of Bauer came in and said, Hey, we want to, you want to have a new beginning and this is how you do it. Or is it, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Is there, and again, it might be the fact that we're a sports podcast and I'm reading way too much into it because it's good conversation. I, and I, behind I honestly think it could be the latter of the two, um, that Bauer came in and said, you know what? You need Let's a new start. We need a new start. Yeah, we can't supply you with your equipment, but um, we can be your sponsor. What the and Bauer, hell are you? What the heck are you drinking there, boy? Water. Out of out what? Of a, out of an old uh, milk jug. Why? Because uh, I got these uh, milk jugs for free. Are they um, like? Is there something growing in the bottom of that milk jug? No, it's just foggy because it's water. It's like just condensation on the outside because it's so bloody humid out today. Lift the bottle up. All the way up. Turn it turn it so we can see the bottom. Don't spill it. So the it. water's gonna come out. Okay, there's okay. I thought there was brown shit on the bottom of that. And I was like, what are you drinking? No, you're just okay. seeing things. See, folks, if you're not watching, you're missing half the show. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Because this was something that right before the show went live, you saw the rundown and was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about this. Yeah. So no, raw, again, unfiltered thoughts. I, my first thought, of course, was they pulled their money because of all the crap that went down. But now... And originally they did. Hearing... Well, originally they did. But... I, I You know what? I'm, I'm going to give uh, Hockey Canada the benefit of the doubt and say that it's probably like Bauer coming to him and saying, you know what? It's time for a clean slate. Let's let us come in. 
I know you still have to wear Nike gear, but let us do your sponsoring. Yeah. And I mean, Bauer was also already a sponsor beforehand. Um, they could just up that. They just up that, right? Become become that next tier of sponsors. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if there is any fallout of this or if this is just off-season, no, no other hockey to talk about and discuss, so we're talking it about this. Be, exactly, um, yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? Because yeah. there's absolutely nothing else in hockey to talk about. There hasn't been any trades. There hasn't been sweet well, this is, Italy all. This is, and Jake refuses to write an article about what should happen. I did write an article today. It was posted on hughesports.ca, which I was going to talk about. <laughs> wow. Are you going you, through puberty or what? Nah, you voice know, just, went about six octaves higher there. Uh, you know, just it's been a long, it's been a long two weeks. I've been very it active has. and too much, and it's just been too much. Um, it's, but yeah, Hughes. Oh, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. I was just saying, gonna plug Hughesports.ca because that is where you'll see all of our beautiful articles that we post. The old man this weekend did a breakdown of every single game, um, covering it all and uh, giving everyone a nice little write-up in case you missed any of the games. Um, what was your favorite game of the week before we jump the into two, the, Well, because I missed those those two. I caught the tail end of this uh, Calgary-Saskatchewan game on the radio when I was driving back from Okotoks. Yeah. Um, it has to be that it has to be the Calgary um, Saskatchewan game, even though I didn't get to see it. I came home and watched all the highlights, of course, and then looked at it uh, play by play. Um, and which was really hard, by the way, on CFL.ca because they don't make sense. But anyways, um, it was good. You should go to T. To watch highlights, you need to go to TSN. As stupid yes, as it is, that's where I, I went to TSN, and then I went to the Score app and. Um, got a good idea of what happened in the game. I mean, was that the game with two runbacks? Yeah, two punt returns for touchdowns. No, that was the Ottawa game. You've lost me, so. I believe it was the Ottawa game that had two um, two punt returns for touchdowns. I mean, this weekend had everything that you could want um, in a game in games. Um, this and as we said, this whole weekend I know th- you had games that were super close, super tight, and every game seemed. Even the Edmonton game, either team could have come out on top. Even the Edmonton game. Look at look at the score. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah they lost in typical Edmonton fashion, but they could have, they could have. It was close enough that if they didn't make mistake after mistake after mistake, they could have won. Yes, true enough. Um, but I posted an article today talking about the Vancouver Canucks and their cap space woes because it's it's complicated. Because technically the Canucks right now are four point two six seven million dollars over the cap. What happens if they um stay over the cap? Fines and punishments, and we don't want to know. Because it's Gary's bet. They're like public lashings by uh, Batman. Yeah, I think that's very like on point for what Batman wants. Uh, Public some public (laughs) lashings, like a a couple media rounds where everyone just gets to throw pies or eggs at your face. Um, But how about hangings? We have hangings. No, that's a little too extreme. We're not trying to kill anyone. Really? No, I don't think so. 
I mean, maybe it's, I mean, it's Batman's world. We're just living in it. I don't know what the commissioner wants to do. Um, but the basic, basically the entire point of the article is the Canucks need to get down to 83 and a half million, I think is what the, uh, cap space is this, this year, um, around that they need to get down to that for opening day after opening day, when they not need to have the roster set, if they have long-term injured reserve, uh, candidates, they can go on to long-term injured reserve, and then we can spend over that amount until they... Yeah, so if you hit the cap exactly, and the only time it, it's only happened once in the existence of the salary cap and the LTIR compliance in um, NHL history. LTIR. Long-term injured reserve. Thank More you. than 10 games. Okay. Um, it's only happened once where a team on opening night had the exact amounts that the cap is. So $0 and 0 cents oh, really? happened last year. And it was the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, really? What that means is that when you put someone on LTIR for the entire amount of time that that player is long is on the long-term injured reserve, you can spend their cap over the cap, the salary cap. So if you had a player that was making $1 million and they went on long-term injured reserve. You could then spend a million dollars over the cap until that player comes back. Now, there's cases where, I mean, you can pretend to fall asleep all you want, old man. People love this shit. There are cases like a couple years ago, and people got all upset because Tampa Bay used it to their full advantage because I believe it was uh, Kucherov, I can't, I believe, was on LTIR for the entire season and then magically was better for the game one of the playoffs because there's no salary cap in the playoffs. So they're able to use his full salary cap to get all these, all the benefits of adding an extra player or two. And then on playoff opening day, they were able to, uh, they were able to have those players on their roster and exceed the salary cap, I believe by about $8 million which is a, a huge advantage because you have $8 million of extra cap space. Does anything I say make sense to you? Or did you zone out about five minutes in? <laughs> I zoned out after I L I T R Q R P two X Y Z. Well, I'm sure people are really interested in it. It's just not something that doesn't, but you need interest me whatsoever with a team like the Canucks this year. You need to understand it. Because the team, the team is good. Well, the team is going to screw itself and already has. Uh, I could bet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna interrupt because I can bet if we took a poll of ninety of one hundred Canuck fans, yep, random fans, yep. not your not your internet nope. nerds, random fans at a game, yep, and ask them to explain what you just explained. What LTIR is? Yeah. You and would, how it affects their salary cap, blah blah blah. I 89%, bet you less than fifty. Eighty nine percent of Canucks fans. No, you're less wrong. Less than fifty percent. You're wrong. Less than fifty percent. If you went to Calgary, I'd say hundred percent. You're correct. And I say this in the nicest way. Calgary fans are are they are they're casual fans in comparison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're 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 casual fans. They need to leave five minutes early so they can beat the traffic. You, we don't need to rehash. Don't get them going again, folks. Don't get them going again. But you have Canucks fans, if and you can listen to the radio. And the reason is, and and I pointed it out 
the podcast that we listened to coming back when we came back down uh, from Edmonton, you said it was boring. Right? Oh, that's what, that's, the, what the I almost, that's, that's what I fell asleep to. Well, I mean, you were driving, so I hope you didn't fall asleep to it. I literally fell asleep listening to that crap. So, but that's a normal show on Canucks Radio. Because it's talking about the details that you don't care about because you're a more casual fan. But no, that I'm is... Not, I'm, 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 I got a flag. You're, I have a flag. Name, other than Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko, name three Canucks. Myers. Oh. Bear. Nope. Bears. Nope. What's his name? Well, yeah. I, I, he's not a he's not a Canuck right now. Well, he's a he's he's still a Canuck. No, he is not. We did not qualify him. He's a, a free agent. But he's still he's not a Canuck. He's not signed to a contract for the Vancouver Canucks. None of them are because the season hasn't started. That's not true. A lot of them are. Reason we can't trade Myers right now is because of his contract. Oh my goodness. My okay, head hurts. see. So let Pedersen. I said without PD. The other one. Which what do you mean the other one? The other Elias. There's two. Okay. There's okay, two. I will give you two I'll give you that. I'll give you that loophole to give you two. What's what's your third name? What's our goalie's name? You can't. I already said you can't say Demko. Oh. How about that other guy? Yeah, that one guy. <laughs> I can't think like this off the top of my head. Well, I've been watching wanna... hockey longer than you have. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? I will give you that. You're also 30 years older than me. See, even the dogs are mad at you. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so let's jump into the CFL talk because this NHL talk, we're just going to spin our wheels on for the next however many minutes till you guys all get bored and turn off. Um, first game of the week, we had the because Hamilton it was Tiger boring Cats. talk. The Hamilton Tiger Cats going into Edmonton to face the Elks. The Tiger Cats. I don't think that score is right. Give me one second. Let me double check this before I click the next button because. I was the one to put these scores in, and, and I think I double-typed a, a button. Oh, did you? Um, I think so. Yep. The final score was 37 to 29. Yes, that's correct. What's next for the Elks? You know, it was funny because um, I did write an article on this, and I talked about it. Um the owner has pretty much come out and thrown his arms in the air and says, I don't know what else we can do. We cannot get rid of the coach slash GM slash whatever else he does. He has three jobs. Um, he has literally said it. We can't get rid of them because of the, um, what's it called? The, um, the salary cap for coaches base or for staff. Yes, yes, that's the I one. Can't, I don't know what the exact name is, but... Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's the administration cap or whatever they want to call it. So um, they're pretty much stuck with Jones. Um, he did say, and I, I'm, I'm reading between the lines here, but he did say something to the effect of... 
we need to get we need to put our egos to the side and do what's best for the team and for the fans but now again we're monday um the elks played on thursday yep and we haven't heard a thing yeah so the streak has lasted now that's uh well uh it's uh that was thursday friday saturday sunday monday four more days so we're at 1375 days they've gone through three head coaches two general managers and two team presidents how so and i mean we we as a as canucks fans we understand the struggle we do we like i know the frustration but how okay that's cool you can't fire chris jones can you fire anyone or are your hands that tied? Well, and I think that's where the comment, um, we need to put our egos to the side. So I was, I found the comment here. It's, uh, uh, at three down nation. Um, uh, El- that's the other guy. Sorry. I'm going to interrupt Spencer Martin. Yes. Very good. Did someone comment that in? Yeah. Ah, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Thanks mother. Um, so Alex president Victor Kwai, Kui, um, has delivered a message to Chris Jones and G Roy Simon. And in quotes, let's be honest with ourselves. Let's put our egos aside and really understand what does it take to win? What are we going to do? In it, Let's put the salary cap to the side. Cause you got to remember they're still paying their last coach who I can't remember his name. They're still paying him. Um, well, what, so um, wasn't that Jason Moss, who's now a successful in Montreal? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, Carol has all kinds of stuff to say. Hi, Carol. I'm not really sure what that was about, but um, she has a cross in her um, picture, so she must be religious, and this is must be some kind of religious symbols. Anyway, that's why we don't understand them? That's right. Um, what was I saying? The two coach or two presidents, yeah. two coaches. So they they're they're literally having to pay whoever the coach was, and if they've got if they get rid of Jones, they have to pay him too, and that uh, that is included in their cap. So then they wouldn't be able to hold, hire a coach. Why? Why is there a a cap on your? for your spending from oh. the league on your, on your staff. That is absurd. That's, that, now that that's, needs to where, be examined. that's where the problem is. And that's where they need to look at it. That's not going to happen this year. So the, I mean, they have to deal with reality and the reality is, but okay. So Jones clearly, put. I, I think it's dumb, but you can't, what can, what else can you do? You can fire your offensive coordinator. You can fire, um, you can fire everyone except for your but head coach. Again, you're paying those people still. Those are guaranteed contracts. So you could say, fire everybody, fire the coach, fire the GM, fire the fans. Didn't I say that once before? Yep. And guess what? You're, that salary cap, you're at the top of your salary cap. Who You, you have to... So it's- so it's complete mismanagement by Victor by Victor Coy that's put themselves in this situation, or whoever the president was before him, because I don't know if he was Chu uh, Victor Chu, not Choi. It's C U I. So I'm pretty sure it's Chu. Um, okay. 
it's I I don't even know. I, I honestly I'm at a loss. It's I would hate to be an Elks fan because like there you have nothing. There's no way you can even look like we go back and I keep going back to 2011 when we when BC went 0 and 5. At least we could look and say, well, we've got a good team. And I believe our line was, this is the best zero and five team I've ever seen on the field. That was the year before that. I believe the lines went like six or seven and oh, eight and oh, or something like that. And we were saying it was the worst undefeated team. The worst undefeated team we'd ever seen because they, they won by kicking the ball through the end zone at the last second or a, who does that? Or a chip shot field goal that would that from the other team that would they would just whiff it like, just. But the Tie Cats don't even have that like or not the Tie Cats sorry the Elks don't even have that. No, they have nothing. They literally have they they can't pick a quarterback. They their receivers are dropping balls like making their quarterback look horrible. There is literally no chemistry on this team. It's. Like nothing I've ever seen in my 58 years of watching football. Um, what did you look at me like that for? Nothing. I, would, I was oh. I, I was staring off into space. Oh, you looked at me like 58 years. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a, it bugs me because it's bad for the CFL. When you have a nine team league, you can't have one team this pathetic. No, and they need to fix it. It, it, it again. It, it looks bad. Now and I and I mean, there's all sorts of loopholes the CFL can do or CFL owners do, and to kind of circumvent certain things. But could you not, as the Elks, bring in a Wally Buono again? Bring in a because I, I, as far as I'm aware. I thought he was back consulting this um, with the team. I, so. I, I know you said that. There have been I, no rumors of it. Like, I haven't seen or heard anything about it this year. No, so. I don't th- I think that might have ended. And again, you bring anybody in, you have to but pay if them. You, but it, now, yes, but if you bring in a special advisor, does that, can you be a special advisor to the president and that circumnavigate the Elks cap? <sighs> You know what I mean? You need well, to do then something. They, well, you, then what would stop him from firing Jones and making him a special advisor to the water boy? Well, because, I mean, his contract's already there. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're bringing someone in to deal with football, it's to deal with football. At, I don't look know. At, I haven't read look the, at the Look at the COVID-shortened season and Michael Riley. Did, has everyone forgotten about this? He had a personal contract with the Lions organization at the time. Yep. The COVID shortened season happened and he didn't get paid. And he took them to court. He, and in my opinion, this is 100% just my opinion, the first game back from the COVID shortened season, he was not on the field. He was injured. And then at halftime, the lines looked like shit, looked like garbage. And all of a sudden, he was good enough to play. He felt good enough and had his pads it was on. A miracle. And, that, and that lawsuit kind of just fizzled out into nothing. Huh. Hmm. I'm not saying anything. I'm just throwing pieces, puzzles. You can put them together yourself for legal reasons. Um, I don't want too many owners mad at me. Um, But why couldn't they do that with a, with, again, I'm not saying bring in a coach. I'm saying bring in a special advisor to manage down because clearly they got to do something. 
G Roy and Jones don't know what they're doing without the guidance of, of Wally Buono. Okay. So this is where I, I kind of get. <laughs> don't attack. Don't attack Superman. Don't attack my Superman. Also, and I'm not, I mean, I don't know Chris Jones. I've never been a fan of Chris Jones because I don't know him. He's not, he's never been a coach for the BC Lions. But Jones has won every single place he's ever went to. He took the Riders in three years and turned them around and made them contenders back when he was coach for them. Um, In college, he did the same thing. Chris Jones knows how to win. So to say Chris Jones doesn't know what they're doing or G-Roy doesn't understand football, it's just an idiotic statement that so many people are making, and it drives me nuts, because shut up and start typing again. These guys know what it takes, and if they had the magic button, they would press it and make it happen. There is no magic button. There's something wrong with the core players on this team. You can blame the coaches. You can blame blah, blah, blah. Personally, I think what needs to happen is they need to overhaul, just fire the whole team. Bring in bring in a new team because this team isn't working. I'm And I'm looking back here. It looks like he's always had a, a, a touch since 20, 2010, except for when he went down to the... Um, to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, and in 2021, and in 2021, he's he's had a hand in the general manager position. However, the only two times he's had the general manager position, the year he got fired in Saskatchewan, yeah, he was the, he was officially the GM, and the two years he's had a yeah. losing record in Edmonton. But he didn't have a losing record in uh, Saskatchewan when he got fired. No, he lost to uh, he lost in the crossover game, I believe. No, I think they finished second in the West, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I sorry, um, they were defeated by the Blue Bombers in 2018. Yeah, exactly. In, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, we can go back and forth, back and forth, um, but in all well, honesty, I'm... you've got Giroy, who is a brilliant, brilliant ball player. He knows 100%. the game. There's no two 100%. ways about it. Um, it. What does it come down to? It comes down to the players executing, and they just aren't doing it. They just are not doing it. You can blame the coach. You can blame the sideline judges. You can blame the referees. The players are the ones who have to execute. End of the day, the coaches coach. The players play. I can give you. Wow! Did you just roll your eyes at me, young fella? I can give you a hundred players that have God's given talent to play football. I can give you a hundred players who work hard for a coach and play well for a coach and try hard at practice and understand the playbook and understand this. And I'm going to put my money on the team that has the good coach and the players willing to follow that coach. Well, and but that's what I'm getting at. Jones, I have to say, Jones is a good coach. It's just he's not making it work in Edmonton. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Jones. No, I'm and- saying you could bring anybody in there, and I don't think it's going to make a difference. 
I honestly I, the, don't the problem think is, is we'll never to make a difference. Just like the Flames changing, taking Sutter and tossing Sutter, I don't think it's going to make one iota of a difference. The Flames are going to become and still stay mediocre, just like the Canucks, because the players they have aren't cup contenders. Well, and I mean, if you're again, we'll never know with the Elks because this team won't be around next year. Well, and Chris Jones will be like that's the unfortunate side because of the contract decisions that the team has made yes. in the past affecting now they're going to be it's going to be Chris Jones sticking around the players not well now talking I, on the the flame side of things the flames are also getting screwed because Calgary is a terrible place for so, NHL players so is that so is Edmonton so uh no I disagree with that the, there's no they don't have a quarterback I think Taylor Cornelius is a good quarterback, but not great. No, he's he's not a he's not one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. No, but you usually only have two, one or two of those at a time. Yeah, in the league. Yeah, and right now you've got um, you've got Vernon Adams Jr. You've got Zach Kolaros. You've got Trevor Harris. You've got Bo Levi if he decides to get his head out of his ass. Um, which I saw earlier today, he's not practicing still. You've got all the, you've got a lot of big name quarterbacks. Oh yeah. But you don't have like, and to me, I don't know why they're not giving Trey Ford a shot. Now that, that I would agree. And I, I think it ha- might have something to do with his, uh, he's injured. It w- I, the I only thing I could come up with. Well, I think he was, I think that's the reason why he didn't start originally, but if he's even 50% healthy, you have to give him a shot. If he's able to play, give him a shot. Because at this point, you're trying out for next season already. The season's oh. that short, you're trying out for next season already. For sure. I mean, can you come back from a, being 6-0? and zero? Yeah. Will they? No. Well, I mean, zero, 0 and 6. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You knew what I meant. Um, I just want to clarify. I knew what you meant. Um. I mean, they lose this week, and they're or no, they're off this week, aren't they? Who? Edmonton. Are they? I don't think they are. No, uh, no, they're playing. They're playing. Yeah, sorry, they're playing Winnipeg. Yeah, they go. They go Winnipeg, BC. Winnipeg. I believe the next week they play BC at Edmonton, and then they're off. Well, don't so they, they play? They play Winnipeg. Then the BC. Week, then BC. Then Winnipeg, and then they're off. Or they might play go. No, no. Week nine, they're off. They week have nine, they're off. So week. then they go. Sorry, then they go. Winnipeg, BC, bye week. Winnipeg. Yes. They're playing the two of the top, te- the two top teams in the West, in the next three games over the next and, four weeks. And the thing is, they're gonna get an um, like an ugly, angry Winnipeg team after that loss this week. So good Let's, luck, Edmonton. Yeah. We've spent enough time talking about Edmonton. Let's move on. I was going to say, we spent way more time than they deserve. <laughs> uh, it's To be fair, it's the biggest story in the CFL right now. No. Um. Next, we have the Toronto Argonauts going into Montreal and winning 35-27. to 27. You watched this game, correct? I did, I did, I did. What a fun game to watch this was. I kept saying to Allison, um, what an entertaining game. It was just a fun game. It had everything you could ask for um, from smash mouth football, great defensive plays, long bombs. It had everything. Now, and and this might be infringing on your BC pride. Are the Argos CFL's best team? 
Oh, without a doubt. Um, Kelly shut everybody up. Chad Kelly, QB for the Argos. Literally, he went 21 for 25. Um, I'm just pulling up his stats here. Um, he went 21 for 25 for 351 yards in the air. Um, he's the best QB in the league. Sorry, Bomber fans. Um, but he's good. He's the reason Toronto won the Grey Cup last year. And he's the reason they are now 4-0. Um, and the reason why I think Toronto, the Argonaut organization, was okay with McLeod Bethel-Thompson going down to the USFL. Hell yeah, they knew what they had. And because I brought this up, because my mind went there, Edmonton fans, Saskatchewan fans, Ottawa fans. Let's take a second here. Come in real close. Turn turn the volume up. Do you listen, think a guy... Listen, think, listen, Linda, listen! Do you think a guy who left Toronto because his family didn't want to be in Canada is going to go to Edmonton at the start of wintertime or Saskatchewan at the start of wintertime or Ottawa where no one cares about Ottawa. Like the, 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 Ottawa's Ottawa. Who cares? I don't. Who cares about Ottawa? It's a, it's a city. Good, good for them. Whole bunch of politicians. But this guy is not Thompson. going to come who was who, who released. And if you look at the reason why, it was because he was due a bonus. At the beginning of this next season, that the I don't think the team wanted to pay. Don't get me wrong. He's a great quarterback. He's not coming back to play in Edmonton. And and the more important part is we used to have a sign on the uh, kitchen wall when you were a kid. What did it say? If 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 Mama ain't happy, nobody happy. And his and wife does not want to live in Canada. It's simple. Um, yeah, they could uh, play. He could come up and play, and she lived down there. It ain't happening, folks. Uh, he's made it clear. He came on podcast after podcast after podcast. When he was released by the USFL team he played for, um, the reason he was released by the USFL team he was playing for is he couldn't even approach an NFL team if that contract was still in. in. And he wants to play for the NFL. Is that okay? I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yes. Um, and everybody read it as, "Oh well, he's going to come back to the CFL." It's like a guy didn't want to play in the CFL in Toronto, in the largest city, the city most comparable to a small market U.S. team. The only city he'd go to would be BC, Vancouver, and no, it's he not wouldn't even do that. No, he, it's he not happening. He not wants happy. to be in the NFL. He his family's more happy down in the states. Whether he's in the USFL, the XFL, or the NFL, that's where he's going to be playing. End of story. Get it out and, of your minds. And and I have it on good authority. He's going to get a tryout in the NFL. I'm surprised he hasn't. He had. I know he might already be. It's just not being talked about. Well, he could because it's until the contract was. But you've got. I mean. We're in the middle of July, and you've got September starts. The um, September starts tr- um, the NFL season. See, so, this is why this is why I should stay out of the comments, Jake. I should just stay out of the I, comments. I I shouldn't read the comments when we're doing this because my blood pressure gets up. Let me now let I me get, just get through. Now let I get me let me not. no 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 no. Let me get through my thought before you get okay. on uh, the diatribe here. Um. 
if he's going to be trying out for an NFL team, it has to be this week, next week, because yeah. training camps are going to start and he's going to have to be a walk on. Well, I was going to say he has to have, go through his tryouts. He then has to be the the dummy back, the dummy quarterback during um, during spring training, because he's going to be the guy who goes out there and is running reps for the the second defense. Don't he's get not me gonna, wrong; he's not going to have a starting position in the NFL. He's, he, he's not going to get backup position. He's going to be no. happy with a. He'll be very Back happy roster. with a practice squad r- roster. A million bucks. <laughs> Give me the clipboard. Hand it over. And to be third will. or fourth string, Chucks. And because he, he's not a young guy, I don't think he's that. Like, I think he's my age. Oh, I think he's older, isn't he? I don't think so. Look it up. Look it up. And while I'm, you look I'm looking up, up, he's okay. You are right. He's 35. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. So, can we go back to the flames? I wasn't uh, looking I, at the comments. I, I apologize. I wasn't looking at the comments. I did I see a comment posted. I moved on from because we had moved on from the. Uh, the Flames conversation, but Brandon deserves to be called out, doesn't he? They were in a. No, I mean, the Flames I didn't were even in a want playoff to... race win before Christmas. Give it a rest, freaking Flame fan. Okay, carry on. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so then we jump into Saturday. <laughs> Back into the CFL. I'm just moving on from that. Um, <clears throat> smoke is hurting me. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, the smoke's been cleared up. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to kick off our Saturday of games, which I can say I saw 0% of because I was uh, at a wedding. So, And the old man was busy with other duties for his uh, other job. Uh, so we both watched these games via highlights. Um, and what a crazy-ass two games it was. So I um, I messaged you. When I had a moment because I was scrolling through Facebook because for some reason, and, and I, this isn't the time or place to get into it because we're already at 45 minutes in length of the show. Holy but you God. have a wedding, you have the ceremony, and then all of a sudden you have to kill like two hours before the dinner. That's always the case. Why? Why? <laughs> hey, hey, careful, careful. Your uh, stepsister, uh, um, the same thing's happening at her wedding. Yeah, but I'll probably have to be in some sort of pictures because I'm family, so I don't have to kill that much time. No, thank God. I'll just start getting drunk then. Um, oh, big said duty. Did you just say duty? I don't know. Brandon's uh, like, we had wow. the just ignore him. Just ignore him. We're moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, the Bombers went into Ottawa and lost by a score of thirty-one to twenty-seven. And um, blocking chat. <laughs> this was the most shocking game of the the week for me, because if you would put money on the Red Blacks to win. With the point spread, I probably would have laughed at you because I think going into the game, it was a four and a half, five and a half point spread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. And I message. And I message you, being like the bombers lost, and you thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It was great. I had to actually look it up because I looked, and at halftime, um, they were they were leading. I forget what the exact score was. I'm looking at my notes here um oh this is the wrong game that's why it's usually helpful if you look at the right game yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, hold on you know usually well it's the right 
notes. It's just I got to slide up a little bit. They took an yeah, eighteen. They, they took an eighteen three lead into the halftime, and you lose. And I mean, and it then they another seven points in the third. And then you lay the giantess of goose eggs in the fourth. Well, Ottawa scored six points between the first three quarters and nineteen in the fourth. And again, I only watched the highlights and I tried to understand what happened in the game and I might've missed something, but did Winnipeg think they just won and, and stopped playing in the fourth? No, I think crumb came alive. Crumb came into his own. You got to remember now, folks, this is their third string quarterback crumb first start <clears throat> and give him and give him credit. He, 26 for 42 with one interception and he was still slinging the ball with confidence. Oh yeah. It was, um, I enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> every single um, second of rewatching this. I didn't watch the whole game. I watched the highlights and then I read all the um, stuff about it. And Crumb ran in the last two touchdowns. So he ran in the touchdown. Then they got, um, they had to get a two point conversion with no time left on the clock. And they did yeah. uh, to put it into overtime. And then all the bombers could do from the 35 yard line was kick a field goal. Um, and then Crum takes the ball, short pass for a few yards, and then uh, from the 29 yard line, Crum takes off running once again and sidesteps like seven, 12, 15 bombers. However, I think they had too many men on the field, and he made them all look like children, um, holding their little Smurf dolls, and they all fell down. And Crumb went into the end zone for the win. And I'm kind of glad I didn't watch the game, Jake, because it might have been the one that did me in. It could have been <laughs> the one that killed me. When I'm looking at I would have been laughing so hard. <laughs> when I'm looking at Dustin Crumb here, he's still a young kid. He's only 24. Oh, yeah. And looking at his, like, he is built, looking at him, he's built more like a running back than he is a quarterback. Oh. And he's he ran his four, he ran a 40 yard dash in 4.75. He's quick. Like so, six one. Um, it's going to be fun to watch this kid over the next uh, few weeks and months. Um, he could be what Ottawa was looking for. It, it'll be interesting to see because I mean the East is pretty wide open, um, except for their top spot. Yeah, Toronto. It's, it's and, Toronto above everyone else, and then Winnipeg. And Winnipeg, um, no, Montreal. No, Montreal. Thank you. Well, I don't know why I said Winnipeg. Jesus. Montreal really and man. Ottawa and even Hamilton could be fighting for that second and third place. Yes. Even though Calgary, I think Calgary and Saskatchewan will be fighting for the crossover position as well. It could be. It could be. I was at the beginning of the season, I would have bet that there wouldn't be a crossover, um, but it uh, looks like there will be. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, it's. it's Full marks to Ottawa. Um, never give up. This is what the CFL is all about. In the NFL, you got five minutes left in the game. It's over because you might as well, you might as well just pack up the ball and, and go home. In the CFL, yes, you can score that many touchdowns that quickly. <sighs> and speaking of anything that happens in the CFL, the Stamps, the Calgary Stampeders walked into Saskatchewan and with no time, I believe no time left on the clock. Or very little time left on the clock. Oh, you just can't say it, you just you can't say it that way, because <laughs> going into the Sorry. come out 
with a score of 33 to 31. Go ahead. Yes. And I mean, yeah, you could say, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paredes kicked a field goal to win the game, but that doesn't even tell a, a, a millimeter of what really happened in this game. Like, it was insane. It was insane, insane. Um, the Stamps took a 20-10 lead into the halftime, right? Yeah. Um, with two TDs, Paradise kicked two field goals. The Riders got their 10 points off a 66-yard punt return for Mario Elford um, in the first. And then a 36-yard field goal by Brett Lowther. So going in. 20 to 10, it looked like the Stamps pretty much had this one in hand. Um, ten, you're up by 10 and a half. It's not a huge lead. Um, not a huge lead, but one you should be able to maintain. But Elford, Mario Elford, who, um, remember I said he ran a punt return back for a touchdown? Well, he did it yep. in the third as well for a 94-yard punt return uh, to bring the Riders within three. Um but then the Stamps came back and scored a touchdown to put them back, them back up by 10. With a minute 36 seconds left. Um, sorry, no, with the Mason... Oh, this is... Sorry, yeah. Ooh. Harris goes down. It was... I watched the replay. I obviously didn't see it live because I was doing other stuff. But I watched that replay and I grimaced. Um, yeah. As most people know... No, most people don't know. But I've got a screw holding my knee together. Um... That was ugly. Um, the way he bent got bent. It wasn't a dirty hit. Um, it wasn't. It was just football. Uh, but he literally broke the bone that goes into your kneecap. Tibular, um, tibular fracture. Yeah, um, tibular plateau fracture, which you have to make sure because plateau is that bone is the right up piece. here, right? Yeah. They say he might be back. Before the end of the season, but... Yeah, they tweeted out and posted that they're hopeful for his return this season. They're not ruling him out, but... Hey, I've seen crazier things. I mean... Go at it. The thing I always talk about when it comes to injuries, and especially people being like, oh, that's that's injury's going to take him out forever. Peak athletes are freaks. In the best way possible. And I always point to, because we are wrestling fans, it's always what's on my brain. When one John Cena tore his yeah. pectoral off the bone and was told it was going to be nine months before he came back. Three, three and a half months later, he is back wrestling in a ring. Yes, exactly. You never know what, how his body is going to heal, what sort of rehab he's able to do. And if that fracture is clean, it's actually going to be better for him than if it's a, if it's a hairline fracture or something like that. So it's going to be very dependent and, I mean, uh, football doc, the doctors in football are very good at stopping people from playing. If he's able to play, he'll be back. If not, if, if he wants to play and he can't, they'll hold him out. Yeah, exactly. It'll be, Uh, um, it's really the first time Harris has been this seriously injured in his, I think 13 year career. I think it's 13 years I read. Um, so I'm wishing him the best. Um, one of the, I think one of the, top tier quarterbacks in the league for many years so hopefully 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 he comes back and he's he's not a young man so as we get older our bones take longer to heal and 
everything around it is more the yeah. issue because he also tore the ligaments when he broke that he tore all the ligaments well, yeah because based from my understanding and it's a very basic understanding and if you're not watching on youtube i apologize it's gonna be very visual for the next 30 seconds is when it break when it broke because it was the underpiece here that broke it went like this yes so what happens is all your ligaments go boop, so and... for those listening on the podcast, instead of breaking and coming down, it broke and went up into the, his more up and towards so, his thigh. So what what happens is your ligaments go from going one way to swapping direction, and exactly. ligaments are not good at that, especially in fast motion, and instead will break to save themselves. So of course, this is football. It sucks. Harris went down. Um, Mason fine. Yeah. Um, a fine QB in his own right, <laughs> um, got an opportunity. And I watched him. I wanted to say that because I watched him. I uh, interviewed this afternoon and they talked about how it felt coming in. And he goes, I felt my stomach was in knots because I hated the fact that uh, Harris went down and that's how I got in. But then in my next breath, I was excited about having the opportunity. It's got, it's got to be so, and it's got to be so hard because <clears throat> there's a handful of quarterbacks whether it's not even quarterbacks or goalies positions where you need someone to get injured or to fall off to get that opportunity exactly so i mean fine stepped in perfectly fine well and mason came in i mean uh and the riders scored a td with 245 left in the game and to bring it back to three points again and i'm like holy um there's two minutes and 45 seconds, three-point game. you got to love the CFL. And this is where I caught – I think I got in the car just as this touchdown was being scored. Okay. And I was driving back from Okotoks, which is over an hour away or close to an hour. So I, the rest I listened to on the radio. And you you know me. I was yelling at uh, – driving down Deerfoot at 120, and I'm yelling at my radio. It was fun. Um. They were, Stamps were, managed to get the ball back to the 34-yard uh, line, and Paradise kicked another field goal to put them up by six. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that pretty much puts the nail in the coffin. <sighs> nope. Nope, nope. Fine completes a 10-yarder to Watson for a first down on their own 39. They took the ball at the 29. They get a first down. Two consecutive sacks. They took the ball at the 35, sorry. Not the they 39. Took, they took the ball at 29 originally and then got a first down, so they're on their own 39. It was a kickoff. Oh, okay. Sorry. That was con- Sorry, that was confusing. Stamps I was like, if sorry. you take the ball, Stamps it's on the, the 25. Yeah, no, Stamps kicked the ball. Thank you. Um, and... Um, the Stamps sacked fine twice in a row, first and second down, sacked them. 13-yard loss altogether. They're third and 23. At this, point, and at this point, as Saskatchewan fans, they, they bleed for the team, but they've got to know it's like this, you know what, valiant effort, kid. Fine dr- steps up. He steps back. He unleashes what I think is the most exciting play in football, the Literal Hail Mary. I can't remember which stamp it was, but instead of trying to knock the ball down, he tried to intercept it, and it bounced off his hands directly into the hands of Tevin Jones 
at the 10 yard line where he was able to quite easily walk into the end zone to score a touchdown. Um, they kicked a f- they kicked the point after and went up by one. 36 seconds left. You could hear the announcers. I was listening to the Calgary announcers, obviously, and they were dejected and they were like, oh, 36 seconds left. And Mayer was able to drive the ball down to the 50-yard line of the Riders. No time left on the clock. Paradis steps up to the ball. Guys, if you are love football, go and check the call out um, of Mark Stevens making this call because it was one of the best calls I've ever heard. It reminded me of being a kid because it was the ball's up, it's up. It's going, it's going, it's going, it's going. And yet, I swear to God, he said going like eight times. <laughs> and of course, he put it through for the win. The uh, riot, the Stamps win by two points. Um, just a atypical CFL freaking game, finally. Well, and the nice thing, and I love it because I know, like listening to Mark Stevens, he does get excited when big plays happen. Doesn't matter the team. He's going to be more no. excited for Stampeders, but he gets excited for big plays. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing the industry a, a tiny little bit, when he was saying going and going, that ball was probably already through. Oh, no. Upright. No. Because the way he did it, you could hear the crowd slowly. The crowd got ex- more excited, more excited, <laughs> more excited, more excited. And then it came down <laughs> as it went through. Well, because there's always that slight delay on radio, right? Where it's like they ha- you can hear the the smack of the pads, and they're like any hands off the ball, and he gets stopped right at the line. It's like, <laughs> yes, I get it because you want to see the play so you can call it. But oh my goodness, it was fun. Yeah, that's that's we, the joy of the CFL, folks. And there's that something is, about listening to football on the radio when you I, have a, someone who's good at calling the game. I think that's your age that's showing. It is. I used to sit uh, because we didn't get all the games. If it wasn't a sellout, the game wasn't on TV back in the day. And um, so you listen to the radio. I can remember being a kid laying in front of the uh, big, we had a giant cabinet, like as long as my desk in the office. And I'd lay in front of it, listening to games on a regular basis. Now, sorry, you you said that. And the reason the CFL did that was to drive its people to buy tickets to the game. In this next agreement with with uh, TV rights, wherever it goes, whatever happens, do you think that that could be a thing again? It could if they wanted it to, but um, there's too much money in TV. So, um, no, it won't happen. Um, there's just too much money in TV. The TV contracts make more than make up for the attendance at the game. Everybody's like, oh, the CFL is a gate-driven um no, it's not. Uh, business. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it would be great if we could fill every stadium. But folks, there was a there was an article that came out and it compared ratings to the CFL to the NHL. And they figured it out with how many people the NH, the CFL on TSN have <clears throat> power to reach. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And how many also- houses... How many houses have TSN available to them? Yes. And they did the same thing with NHL in the States. Guess what? The CFL outdraws the NHL per capita if they work it out that way. Yeah. I was going to say, thank you for saying per capita because I was yeah. going to cut in. Yes. Yeah. Um, so 
Don't tell me the CFL's dead. Don't tell me we're dying. I've heard this since 1970 when I was six years old. Oh my God. Oh, then we got really good in the nineties and everything was great. Guess what? We're going through that again. Um, get over it. CFL isn't dying. All right. Let's jump into the last part of the show. Whew. My funnest part of the show. The part that I have the most fun with. The power ranking reveal. I don't, again, I, don't, I, don't week, I did talk to you about it, but I don't know who's who. Yeah, you you definitely had some input this week because again, like yeah. I said, it's it, it's it, it was a hard this week. Oh, yeah. Um, so many games winning. However, the hardest part was not who was in ninth, because clearly we all know in ninth place we have the Edmonton Elks. I there's not literally I, I in this week's article that that will probably come out either tomorrow or Wednesday with uh, the full rankings. I don't know if I have to put anything. I literally will just put Edmonton Elks dot 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 dot, and you like there's there's nothing else left to say. Everyone no. said it. We've said it. We talked about it at length here. At um, two lengths. In eighth position, we have the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I still don't believe that without Bo Levi acting like Bo Levi could, that, um, that they're a good team. I had all the hopes for them in the world with – uh, Butler going over there with uh, Bo Levi. Butler's I thought the so receiving good. core, the receiving core should be good, and I just don't know where the disconnect is other than Bo Levi. Um, still not proxying this week, by the way. I noticed. Uh, I saw. So comments. even with the win, you you're not going to move him up, eh? I can't. Nope. Okay. I might disagree with that one, but go ahead. I, you know, I and I there there's going to be a few people are going to disagree with these rankings as they always do. Um, in seventh position, we have the Ottawa Redblacks. Hold it! They just beat Winnipeg, didn't they? They did. What kind of what kind of what, what were you smoking when you did these? Nothing. Who are you putting? Who are you putting below Ottawa? Riders. How how are you putting the Riders below them? They're three and two. Ottawa beat Winnipeg, one of the best teams in the league. They're in Any... the top three. Any given Sunday. Oh my God. And Ottawa and Ottawa showed any given Sunday a team can win. This one I really had issues with this coming up to six, five, four, and three. This is where I had my most issues with. Because I guess seven is could be thrown in there because I wanted to put Ottawa higher. And I tried to convince myself to. Like I said many, many times, uh, this is an exercise in taking yourself out of your fandom and out of your hatred and love for other teams. And I wanted to put the team in sixth place here in seventh, but I couldn't because the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Rough Riders dropped down two positions. They are the biggest dropper this year, this uh, week. They drop her. Biggest dropper. Biggest dropper. You heard it here first. Um, so that would put... What have you done here? What have you done, son? In fifth position, we have a team that lost this week, the Montreal Alouettes. I believe that next to Winnipeg and BC, they put up the biggest test against the Argos. 
It's an eight-point game. It's a it's a one-score game. BC Don't get me wrong. BC didn't put a, up a fight against uh, uh, Toronto. That's Sorry. what I'm saying. Like it, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like there's to me, Toronto's did. so far ahead of everyone else that a loss Toronto shouldn't affect your power rankings all that much. Oh yeah, okay. I yeah, mm, mm, you in got... fourth position. We have a team that won. And in my opinion, I think their quarterback is finally figuring it out after years of being a backup. The Calgary Stampeders moving up two positions. The biggest mover in this week's power rankings. The old man does not agree by the growling, you can tell. <clears throat> what's, what's your, what's your, before we get to the top three, what's your issues with well, the right top now? three? We know everybody knows the top three. Um, it's what order you put the top three in. Yeah. Um, well, no, I mean, it's the order. If you, if, if the order is not what I think it is, you and I are going to battle. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you had the stamps at six and the riders at four last week. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if that's what you're looking at, they won, so they would drop down. Plus, plus Saskatchewan lost their but starting with the quarterback. Ottawa's win, I would have put them above Saskatchewan. I because that was a it, huge win. And they need right? to capitalize so on that it. would One be win. my biggest thing. I, I would go Calgary, Montreal, Ottawa, Saskatchewan. So you're going to drop – I mean, and I get it. Saskatchewan did lose their starting quarterback, and that's why that's I felt huge. very easily to drop them down. However, as we talked about, Fine stepped in, and through – I believe I was looking at the stats while we were talking about it – had more yards than Harris did in that game with only eight throws. Hmm. Six completions, oh. eight throws, a hundred and I, I, I can't pull it up right now because I, I'm using yeah. my screen to do this. You might you might be right. I'll leave this one alone for you. And again, th- this this here is all for argument. I can from the Tiger Cats to the Stampeders, I could hear arguments everywhere and every which way. Yeah. Because this week screwed with the power rankings in the best way possible. So this one. The third place. And I really wanted to drop them more, but I just couldn't. I really did because I really wanted to have a power rankings where they were out of the top three. I well, and I mean, with Calgary winning and Ottawa winning, see, I would have put Ottawa in fifth and Calgary in fourth. You still would have had this team, and I'm no. going to reveal them right now. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They lost. In they third. have to drop. They, but you're so you're going to put the Blue Bombers, a team that has had monuments of success, and. Smurf Mafia, please take this because I'm not going to give you a lot of a lot of your team a lot of compliments. They're a really good team. They are. They're not a great team anymore, but they're yeah. a really good team. They've, okay, I, see, that's the thing. If you drop them, do you, do, you, do you have to drop them all the way down? How far down do they drop? You drop. And them how down can one you position. put Calgary below them when they're? A, I mean, obviously, Winnipeg's a way better team than Calgary. Okay, I talked myself into agreeing with you. You know how literally I have a notebook for my for my work stuff. And today I knew I'd do the power rankings. So I do what I always do and I write down the order they were in last week. And then at lunchtime I pulled up the stats and I stared at it. And I looked back at my piece of paper and I stared at it and I said, What am I going to do here? Because other than one, two, and eight, or sorry, one, two, and nine, there's there's too much, there's too much fluidity. And, and then that, those two, we know. We have the Toronto Argonauts still on top because, in my opinion, they are 
leaps and bounds better than every other team in the CFL so far. And then the and BC when did, Lions. When does BC play them again? Do you know? Um, do we? I feel like we've had this conversation before. We don't. I believe we've had this conversation before, and we don't play him again. Toronto, Montreal, a bye, Ottawa, Edmonton, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Hamilton. We don't play Toronto again. Come on! I told you this. We talked about it. Seriously, we only play Toronto once. I kind of like that. <laughs> it worked. I mean, for we'll meet him in the selfish, Cup. selfish purposes. Yeah, that's great. Yes, but how in a how in a league, how in a league of nine teams, nine? Do you not play? And how many weeks? There's how many weeks in a, in a season? Fourteen. Eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen weeks. Well, they play 18, no, 20, there's more than, more. there's 22 weeks because, or 23 weeks, but there's, you play 18 games. Yeah. So you have 18 games and you can't play every team a home at home. It's just. Literally, it it almost works out because you play a home and home against every team. And I believe you're at, let me, let me. 16 games, which gives you two games to play against. Uh, Try that again. Try it again. Try it again. There's nine teams in the league. Are you playing yourself at any point? Oh, okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> so two times eight, 16 gives you two games to play against divisional rivals. So there's the every other year, you like in the West, every other year you'd play Calgary and Edmonton three times and every other team twice. Yes. How is that that hard? It, not hard. I just did I did it in 30 seconds. Not hard. Now you know why they don't do it, right? Because of ratings and they want more interdivisional play and nope. Has nothing to do with it. What is the excuse then? The excuse, and it's been said many times, is the cost of travel for the team. If that I'm sorry, I, and I and I and this is gonna come across as me bashing the CFL again, and it's perfectly fine. If that's your concern, don't own a team. We got bigger problems. <laughs> If you're concerned about flying someone, flying a team from from BC to to uh, what's the farthest team away? Hamilton. Yeah. If you're concerned about that, maybe Toronto. you shouldn't own a team. Ottawa, Montreal. Uh, They're like, all further than Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> I said Hamilton. Hamilton's closer. Is it? <laughs> yes. I don't know. The East is all confusing to me. East. I'm just as bad. Get me out of like Saskatchewan, and I'm like, I know the general area Winnipeg's in. And then it's all gibberish in Toronto. You're cute. So, um, next week. Next week, we start Thursday, I'm, July... Go ahead. What? Uh, Thursday, July 20th, Edmonton is going into Winnipeg. And boy, do I feel bad for the Elks. They will be 0-7. and seven. Come on. Um, is there even... And I mean, if yes. by God chance that they lose, I will take the loss again. Because I took a loss, I took the the Smurf Mafia's team. I did, um, this week's pick'em. I went, I went one. I got one game right. That's one, it. One game right. Ugh. Um. Yeah, Winnipeg. I'm, I mean, no matter what the spread is, you're going to be looking at Winnipeg. Yes, it has to be the win there. Friday, July twenty first, Toronto at Hamilton. 
Bo Levi not practicing to, as of today. No. Um, so it's going to be the same guy who's been playing backup. I can, don't remember his name because I don't care enough. Toronto's going to win this one. I, yeah, I think it's, and I think this is good. The, these two games are going to be the worst games of the week. Because then we get into Saturday, which is going to be a, a very fun game. Uh, Saskatchewan at BC. And I honestly do. I think this is going to be a very fun game with Saskatchewan coming off of that narrow defeat. I think they're going to look to put it to BC coming off the bye. Breaking news. On sports. Hughes Sports Podcast. You know what show you're on. Did you hear this yet? Due to demand, the Lions are opening up the upper deck for Sunday's game versus the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Wow. Isn't that huge? That's huge, guys. That's Um, big. Good for you guys, BC. They they got it going on. Like, they freaking know what they're doing. How, how, I'm like, this is baffling to me. That's right from the BC Lions. One hour ago. Um, 400 level, now open. Watermelon smash is what they're calling it. Yeah, because they're doing, they're actually doing a watermelon smash at halftime. BC Lions announced upper bowl seating is open on Saturday. Start tickets start at $25 for adults and $10 for youth under 17. That's wild. So they still have tickets available in the lower in the lower sections as well. Oh yeah, but not it can't be many if they're opening the upper level. It's still it's still quite a few. Looking at it, you're probably looking about a hundred, hundred about three hundred. Yeah, so not a lot, really. Um, and then you've got the the middle sections halfway up opened on the four hundred level. Nice. So that's huge. I'm taking BC to win this game. I think the rest is going to do them well. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than. It might feel, and if well, there's, I don't know what the spread is for. I haven't looked, um, but if you look at their their um, win loss, I mean, Saskatchewan wins this. They're tied with BC at four and two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I, oh, and and Winnipeg at four and two. Did I mention Winnipeg lost this last this week? Last week? Yeah, wait, did, did. wait, 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 wait. Sorry, can you say that again? Winnipeg, Winnipeg lost? lost. Who do they lose Ottawa? to? Third string quarterback in Ottawa beat him. Yeah, it was quite fun. That's like it's just wild to think. Yes. Um. So the wow. I'm sorry. I'm taking Saskatchewan on the betting line. Why? What is it? Eight and a half points. Eight and a half points. Holy. He just he was so shocked. He had to take a second to to, to figure his life out. You're giving me eight and a half points in a game that I think is going to be closer than many expect. I might be taking, I might make a place a bet here against the Lions because eight and a half points is a ridiculous spread for the CFL. If I find out you bet against the Lions and we lose, it's eight and a half points. We can win by a three, we can win by a field goal and I still get money. Just saying. We could win by a touchdown. We could win by a touchdown and a two point conversion and I still would make money. That's how absurd that is. That is absurd. <laughs> and the, the final Latin- game. Calgary Stampeders taking on the Ottawa Red Blacks. Which is again, I don't point I don't agree with I'm whoever makes these point spreads is is wild to me. Because they have Ottawa at a five and a half points. What? 
or sorry, Stampeders have five and a half points. So Stampeders are minus 5.5. Really? They're giving Ottawa five and a half points after just knocking off Winnipeg. Oh, who are you taking in this one? I want it to be true, and I do. I want to be able to move the Blue Bombers down in the standings. So you want to take Calgary? No, to be able to do that, I want to take Ottawa. In the power, oh, this is for the power rankings, right? Because if right, Ottawa because continues Ottawa this wins. momentum, I can honestly end. I can move Ottawa way up the rankings and move them down. If especially now, if they lose, now if Calgary, now if Calgary wins, and somehow, and in God's green earth, if, if this is the if this is the game, please Edmonton, let it be the game. Even though you're a fourteen and a half point underdog, God, 14, 14 and a half points. I might I might throw five bucks on the Elks just for the fun of it. <laughs> and you get and you get you get two uh, two to one odds at four. Do I get a hot points. Do I get a hot dog and a beer to go with that? <laughs> Basically, I mean, for for the five dollars, you could probably get season tickets if you keep choosing the right sections for them to do the giveaways for. Um, I'm taking the Red Blacks to the Red Blacks to win this. I'm going to take Calgary. Homer. What you're gonna go watch the game, so you have to cheer for the, the home team? No, we're not watching this one. Oh, oh did I put it backwards? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, I think you yeah, are. We are. Yeah, we are. We're Don't watching this me. one. Heck yeah, yes, we're watching this one. Well, it sucks to be you. On the fifty-five yard line. Well, that folks concludes just over. I mean, we're we've been pretty consistent since the CFL season has started. Between an hour and fifteen and an hour tw- and an hour thirty. So if we're we right would in the leave here. off that boring NHL talk at the beginning, we'd just be an hour. Well, no, the They're people saying. need to know. The people need to know. The people want to know. And if you look at the stats, people click these buttons more often than about the CFL news. So I'm just going to leave that there. Hmm, I got I very mean... macho. I got macho manny in that. <laughs> I heard that. I heard. I definitely heard a macho man. Hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Everyone, please do check out hughsports.ca where I'm talking about. There's articles, there's post-game write-ups, there's uh, pre-game, pre-week look-aheads, there's the power rankings, there's the game, the weekly wrap-ups, and the sprinkling of Canucks news. Um, uh, usually once a week, I try to throw out an article. And are um, we allowed to talk about uh, what's coming up in the um, near future here with uh, college football, or are we keeping that quiet? I think we're going to keep that quiet for right now until we hammer all the details. Um, but we are going to be looking to get more into some college football because, in my opinion, it is way more exciting than the NFL. The niffle. Um, we'll follow the niffle. I, I'll always passively follow the NFL, just yeah. like I passively follow the MLB. Can I talk intelligent about it? No, so I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to talk about the MLB? We bring Brandon on. He's a big MLB fan, isn't he? I think so. Or is, or is he just like... I think he's a casual fan, but he knows more than me, but that's not saying much because I watch during the playoffs. Like right. as we get into October, I'll pay attention. I think Are he they... ran away. I think I scared him away. Yeah. That, I mean, you he have had to leave early because he had to beat the traffic. He said, you know what? That's fair. It makes sense. Um, I'm just checking this while uh, on the air. Um, I don't, th- oh, I don't know how this works. I don't think the blue Jays are in a playoff position, so I might not even care in October. Oh, but then who cares? <laughs> um, but everyone, that has been the Hue Sports Podcast for the week of July 17th. Please do check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at JStreams here. The old man has a handful of different places you can find him, including Cavalli Channeling, where he puts on his different hat. 
You can catch him on the Rod Peterson show occasionally when they need some host to fill in. Um, you can catch Rod Peterson show, friend of the show. And I think it's the first time the old man hasn't brought up Rod Peterson in an entire show. Um, you can catch him Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Did you hear that? No, 10 a.m. <laughs> mountain time to noon mountain time. Um, we will see you guys here next week. Cover another fun week of football. Have a good week, folks.